deliberately designed to be uber practical as we've been looking at prayer and the importance of prayer. You know, we've been looking at 1 Thessalonians. Um, I probably should get some notes out. That would help. Um, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, where it talks about praying without ceasing. And uh, we looked at what does ceasing mean? It doesn't mean you wake up in the morning and pray until you go to sleep. That would not be practical uh, nor logical. But praying without ceasing, the Greek word ceasing is was actually a military term they used when uh, an army would go against a city and they would keep going frequently and persistently until they took that city. And that's really what prayer without ceasing means. It means you keep praying frequently and with persistence. And we've been unpacking that over a number of weeks of how that looks like. And uh, as I said, a couple of weeks ago, um, we looked at how to pray part uh, one. Because the reality is, is that praying is hard work. Why? Because it's heart work. And we looked at this, we unpacked this a few weeks ago, but the enemy does not want you to pray. In fact, the enemy is scared of your prayers. Did you know that? The devil is scared of your prayers. And so he's going to use everything he can to stop you praying. The flesh, I'm too tired. Oh, I can't bother. don't want to do it. The world, why pray? That's stupid. You know? And the lies of the enemy saying, well, God doesn't want to hear your prayers. Look how bad you are. And so the flesh, the world, and the lies of the enemy will attack you to stop you praying because praying is a spiritual thing. We need to recognize that. And so the, the idea behind talking about how to pray is to give you some really practical things. Now, um, when I looked at part one, we looked at how you build prayer habits into your day. And we looked at two components of that. One is to build a routine. You know, whatever works for you, whether it's in the morning, a coffee with, with Jesus, whether it's later on the day, what are those routines that you can build into your life that you can build a, a healthy prayer habit? And number two, we looked at spontaneous event based prayers, we call them. So what happens when someone says, I'm not feeling well, go pray. You know, when you see an ambulance driving past you, go and pray for that person. What are those events in your life that can trigger you praying without ceasing? You know, I was um, reminded this morning about children and how, especially my kids, when they were early, they just prayed so easily. It was like, they weren't worried about the words they would use. They were just like, talk. And I think the older we get, I think the thing is, we get in a bit of a muddle because we think there's some kind of formula to pray in. And what we do is we detach the heart and we put prayer from our heart into our head. And that's dangerous. And you know, I absolutely love children's prayers. And and I've got some here, which I think are are, are fantastic. Let me read some of these to you. Dear God, thank you for the baby brother. But what I prayed for was a puppy. (laughs) I love that one. That's a good one. Dear God. Is it true my father won't get in heaven if he uses his golf words in the house? <laughs> what a go- who plays golf here? Like, are there golf words? Who knows? Possibly. What about this one? Dear God, I, saw your, I say your prayer every night. Lead us not into temptation and deliver us some email. But I never get an email from you. <laughs> Do you have my right email address? <laughs> Only in the 21st. Um, Lastly, this is a very good one. Dear God, I heard the moon was made of cheese. Tonight, half of it is missing. Did you get hungry? (laughs) Oh, honestly. You know, the prayers of children, so innocent. What have we, we've lost that, haven't we? You know, praying is, you know, we we shouldn't overcomplicate it. It's just praying to the Father. But we do get into a bit of a muddle. So as we embark on part two, part deux, I want to look at uh, how we can use a prayer model to help us with our prayers. 
And there's two components to the prayer model. So the first one is praying through Scripture. Praying through Scripture. Now, there's, there are different ways in which you can do this. You might have heard of something called Lectio Divina, which is a way in which you read through the Scripture and you meditate through that. And you can get apps that do that. In fact, Vineyard UK, if you go onto their website, um, you can get resources for that. That was, um, came about in the third century. But I want to unpack something slightly different um, on how we can take Scripture and pray through it. Now, why is it good to pray through Scripture? I'll give you three reasons. Number one, Scripture gives you the words to use. Like how many of you, this is me sometimes, Lord, I'm, I'm going to pray, right? Um, oh, Lord, what do I say? Like, we've got a prayer book here. It's called the Bible. So let's use it. Let's dive into it. Number two, expands the themes and contents of your prayers. I sometimes find myself getting into a similar kind of prayer thread. Um, you know, I'm praying about the same kind of topics, the same kind of themes. I'm even using a similar kind of language. And so what I found actually health, healthy for me and helpful for me is if I use the scripture, and we're going to do this in a moment, I'm going to give some examples, it can actually help reboot our prayer life. And if you like point us in a slightly different direction. And I think that it's really helpful to think about the fact that prayers do have different themes, and we're going to look at that in a moment. And number three, you know you're praying God's truth and will for your life. Have you ever prayed something and said, well, I'm not sure if that's what really I should be praying? Well, praying God's word is you're pretty darn sure that what you're praying in God's word is what he wants for your life. So if you're ever in that place, Lord, what, what does it mean to pray in your will, Lord? Then get the Bible and pray. So there's three reasons. Scripture gives you the words to use. It expands the themes and content of your prayers, and you know you're praying God's truth and will. So how do we practically, and you might want to make some notes here. Um, you know, this is, I am teaching here. This is not a preach. I remember I was speaking to, uh, went to the, the, the Vineyard Leadership Gathering a month ago, and I was speaking to uh, a retired pastor, senior pastor, and he said, you know, Mark, I was only reminded recently how when I was leading a church, God would say to me, listen, you need to equip your people so they can feed themselves. He's like, you, you can't get by on a, diet, a Sunday diet if, if your diet, your Christian walk consists of just me, you're in trouble, quite frankly. <laughs> and maybe some splattering of YouTube speakers. But you know, <laughs> part of my job is not just to spoon feed you, it's to equip you so you can feed yourself. That's, the, that's what I'm doing here, okay? So if you're committed to walking with Jesus and growing in prayer, then you can take some of this stuff, this practical stuff, and apply it to your life. So how do you pray through Scripture? Well, Get some scripture, we're going to do this practically in a moment. Let me just touch on these and we'll do it together. Number one, understand the context and the theme. What is the prayer about? Is it about thanksgiving? Is it about confession? Is it about praying God's promises over your life? First of all, read the scripture and say, what is this about? Second thing, let the Holy Spirit speak to you. So when you read it, you say, Holy Spirit, would you come and just speak to me through this scripture and just wait on the Lord? Now, you might read a passage. Let's take Psalm 1, for example. You read Psalm 1, and it talks about how we are uh, rooted as trees by, uh, uh, by the river, and that we can bear good fruit in, in all seasons. And you might, you might ask the Holy Spirit to show you something, and the Holy Spirit will say, you know what? Bearing fruit in all seasons, is, it, there's some breath on that for you. So you say, Lord, I'm going to pray about that. Maybe you're saying, Lord, that I need to be conscious and aware that I'm called to bear fruit. 
Someone else might read that and, hear, and the Holy Spirit just breathes on the fact that you've got, you've got to be rooted by the living water. And you think, yeah, you know what? Lord Jesus, forgive me. I, I recognize that I'm not rooted in you. And so you need the Holy Spirit to really direct you. And he will if you invite him to. Number three, personalize the scripture to you. Make it about you. Yes, this was written a long time ago, but it applies to our lives today. And as I said, we're going to do this in a moment. And then number four, write down your prayer or say it aloud. Can I just give you a tip? Start, and some of you may do this, pray aloud. You know, I find that if I pray in my head, I'm asleep in in a few moments. You know, pray aloud keeps you focused as well, or I'm praying about something and I'm thinking about something else. So pray aloud. Okay, they're the four things. So... What we're going to do now is we're going to look at one, two, three, four different scriptures to give this a go, and uh, let's see how this works for us. So, we get, who remembers name that tune? Anybody? Oh, showing your age. Yeah, I was I was a little kid when that came out. So this is going to be name. So much heckling, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I love it really. Um, name that theme. All right, name that theme. Here we go. I don't have a prize to give you other than the kudos that you got the answer right. Here's the first one we look at. Let's look at Colossians 3.17. It'll be on the screen. If you're at home, uh, it will be on your device. It says this. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, to God the Father through him. Right, let me read that again. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. What is this theme about? Anybody? Yes, gratefulness. Any other one? Thankfulness. Exactly. This is a thankfulness. You go, okay, this is about thankfulness. What's the next step? Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Wait on the Lord. Okay, this is what I would do. Whatever you, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Huh. Yeah, you know what? I don't think I give thanks to God in everything. I think, that's, I think that's the issue. I think I'm good at giving thanks when things are going well, but it says here, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord, giving thanks. So I feel like the Lord is directing me as I just, and you can sit on this, and it might take a few minutes. Don't rush. Give yourself some time. You say, yeah, I feel the Holy Spirit speaking to me in that. What's number three? Personalize the scripture to you. Mark, listen, whatever you do, You've got to do it in word or deed. You've got to do it with thanksgiving. Now I'm going to pray that, okay? So this is how it's going to go. Lord, I want to thank you that I can do all things through you. And Lord, I pray that whatever I do, Lord, I would be the kind of person that would do so with thanksgiving and do it in your name. And Lord, would you forgive me where I don't thank you in all circumstances and all things? Well, please, Lord, would you help me to be someone that moves in thanksgiving? Amen. Okay, there's an example. Okay, now you might want to go and take that home with you, that scripture, Colossians 3.17, and do the same thing I did. And God might show you something else through that. Okay, next one, name that theme. Here's another piece of scripture. Psalm 51, 1 to 2. Here we go, you ready? Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Woo, heavy. 
Name that theme. Yeah, repentance, confession, exactly. And you know, David scripted this, didn't he? David prayed this. So what do you do? You let the Holy Spirit speak to you. There's a lot here. Maybe it's the revelation that God has mercy on you. Maybe you just, you just stop on the first two words. Wow, you mean God is merciful to me? What about this? According to your steadfast love. Wow, God, you love me that much? Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly. So now I'm going to personalize this and pray it. Lord, I want to thank you that you have mercy on me. I want to thank you, Jesus, that because of your great mercy, you died on the cross for me. And Lord, I ask that according to your amazing and great and powerful love, that you would blot out my transgressions. Lord, would you forgive me? Forgive me for X, Y, and Z. And Lord, would you cleanse me by the blood of the Lamb? Cleanse me from my sin. Thank you, Lord, that, I, that, that when you forgive me, my sin is as far as the east is from the west. You blot out my transgressions. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so that's an example. Do you see what I did there? I prayed through the, the scripture. Shall I carry on? I hope this is helpful. We've got two more. Here's the next one. Name that theme. Psalm 100, verse 5. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Anybody want to guess on this one? Sorry? Faithfulness, worship, yeah, adoration, praise. Exactly. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. You know, the difference between prayers of thanksgiving and prayers of praise is when your prayers of thanksgiving is you're thanking God for what he's given for you. When you adore him and praise him, you're adoring him and praising him for who he is. Okay? So I would personalize this and I would pray like this. Lord, I want to thank you that you are so good. You are amazing. Lord, I want to thank you that your steadfast love endures forever. Oh God, I thank you that you're rich in mercy. I thank you, Lord God, that you love me with an everlasting love. I want to thank you, Lord, that you are faithful to all generations. Thank you that you're faithful for my children. Thank you, Lord, for my parents. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Do you see what I'm doing here? I'm using this as a springboard for prayers of praise and adoration. Now, you can go on Google and type in verses about praise, and it will give you hundreds. Why don't you pick a verse a day to give this a go and say, when I've built my routine, whatever that is, I'm going to pray through a scripture. All right, last one. Let's see if you get this one. This is going to be from Isaiah 40 uh, to 40, verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Very popular verse, isn't it? What is this about? Endurance, assistance. Wait on the Lord. These are all correct. What is God doing here? He's giving us a what? Hope. He's given us something, what? A pr promise. There are verses in the Bible that are God's promises to us, his people. About a plethora of subjects, whether it be hope or whether it be about strength or whether it be about whatever. And so I, what I will often do is if I'm going through a battle, a particular issue, let's say I'm feeling weary or let's say I'm feeling confused or let's say I feel like I'm alone, I will find a verse in the Bible that speaks to God's promise in that, and I will take it like medicine every day. I'll read it, and I will pray through it. 
Listen, this, this Bible, guys, is, 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 is more, it's not just a historical fact. I say this oftentimes. This is God's living, breathing word that the Holy Spirit breathes on. This book brings life. These words bring life. And you know, when you go to the doctor and you say, oh, I'm unwell, and he prescribes you some medication, well, oftentimes we forget that we can go to his word for medication. This brings healing. And so what we can do when we pray through God's promises is that we are taking God's medication for our lives. So let's look about how we pray this. Um, you know what I'm going to do, actually? I'm getting tired of my own voice. Who wants to have a go at praying through this up here on the stage? Oh, come on. <laughs> Anybody want to pray through this? Otherwise, I'm going to ask somebody. Right. Okay. Bless you, Louise. Thank you for putting your hand up. I'm going to wait on the Lord. I thank you for that, though. I bless you. I may call upon you later, Louise. Bless you. That's very brave. Right, Trevor, you're right here in front of me. I'd like you to come up. You're close. Come up here. Can we get a mic for, for Trevor? And can you come up and pray through this? Come up on the stage. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. I'm reminded, uh, actually, Great Trevor, well, well, we had breakthrough last Tuesday and I was mm. leading worship. Tell everybody what you did to me because we had no worship leaders, so I had, to, I had to lead worship. Oh, that's why you're what, doing this. Well, I just realised now. <laughs> but what did you say? I said, Mark, play us, uh, play us a new song. There you go. See, I was like, uh-oh, I haven't led worship for 17 years and uh, thought we had a good time. Yeah, he was on the piano and it was like, yeah. let the Holy Spirit move. Yeah, it was good times. So it was fun, wasn't it? it? Was now fun. you've done the same to me, haven't you? Well, you know, you reap what you sow, brother. <laughs> Anyway, there you go. It's there if you need it. Oh, thank you. The so you're going to personalise it and you're going to pray through it for everybody. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, let's pray together. Mm. Thank you, Lord, that you say that those who hope in you will renew their strength. Mm. So, Lord, I pray that your hope in me yeah. will renew my strength, Lord, mm. and that I will truly soar on wings like eagles mm. lord take me to that place fill me with your holy spirit that i may soar with you yeah. that i may see your perspective mm. rather than my circumstances and lord you say that we will run and not grow weary so lord i pray that i will run mm. and not grow weary i will be like those horses that you said in that uh, in that pro 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 prophecy a couple of years ago, that the gates will yeah. open and I will run like one of those horses. Come on. And Lord, I will not walk, but I will, and I will not grow faith, mm. uh, faint, Lord, but I will have the strength to endure mm. in the hope that you have given me. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Amen. Oh, come on. That was amazing. Bless you, brother. Thank you for that. You can take that back. Look at that, right? Are you inspired to pray through Scripture? Good. You know, it doesn't take a lot to get started on this. Just go pick a Scripture and go for it. That was amazing. So let's move on to the second way in which you can have a prayer model, which is a, a using a structure. So we've just looked at uh, praying through Scripture. Now I want to give us another way to do it as a structure, okay? Listen, I don't want anyone to leave this place and say, I'm not, I don't know how to pray, okay? If that's you, please come and speak to me. I won't, I won't shout, but I want to go through this with you because I want everyone to leave this place and be able to pray. So here's a structure. I'll give you an acronym, ACTS. How many of you have heard of this one, ACTS? Yeah, a few of you. It's very popular. 
And ACTS stands for adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. There you go. Now, the way this works is you start with these different sections in your prayer, okay? Because for me, oftentimes, my default prayer language or theme is I go to a particular place. So for me, if I've got a framework in my mind, then I know exactly where I can hit. So adoration. We've looked at adoration before in the uh, Name That Theme, didn't we? Which is not about what he's done for us, but about who he is. We adore him for who he is. We adore him for his majesty, his splendor, his power, his mercy, his loving kindness, his greatness. That's why we adore him for who he is. And this is the place, you see, why it's helpful to start with adoration is it casts your eyes off yourself and onto him. It casts our eyes off our circumstances and off our difficulties, off the things that are around us and fixes our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Because it's in that place of praise, and Lissy mentioned this earlier, as we put on a garment of praise, that spirit of heaviness falls away. You know, how was it that Caleb and Joshua were able to come back with the other, the other 10, 12 in total? And Caleb and Joshua were able to say, yeah, there are big giants, but you know what? We're absolutely fine. Why is that? Because they were able to see how big their God is. And that's what adoration does, you see. It shifts your perspective. And so you would start by praying, Lord, I thank you for who you are, for your, your Lord, you're just amazing, you're beautiful. Thank you for your great love towards me. You start with adoration. And then you move on to confession. Now, we've looked at confession in the, in the theme-based prayer and through Scripture. It says in James 5, 16, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And you see, the thing about confession is once you bathe in the light of his truth, you can't help but see the darkness of your lives. When I spend time in God's radiant truth, the lies of the enemy become so much more apparent. And not just the lies of the enemy that I'm hearing, but the lies of the enemy that I have accepted and is working out of me. So for example, Mark, um, you really aren't able to do that. So even though God's called you to have that conversation or do that thing, you can't do it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's right. And so because I've accepted that lie, I'm, I'm sinning. Why am I sinning? Because God says you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. And you see, what happens is, is that when you realize how big God is and that he's called you and he loves you and he's got great things for you and he's got plans and purposes to prosper you, those lies start being exposed. And then you start praying like, Lord, would you forgive me for accepting the lies of the enemy? Lord, forgive me for not accepting your truth that I can do all things. Forgive me, Lord Jesus, for that bitterness. Forgive me, Lord Jesus, for not, for not giving and being generous like you have called me to do because I've accepted the lie of the enemy that if I do that, I'm not gonna have anything. I'm getting really personal here. These are kind of my stuff that I, I pray. But you see, coming to confession after adoration is much easier. It's much easier because you're, you're confessing to a God that you've already worshipped. You're confessing to a God that you've already declared and proclaimed that you love for who he is. And then we move on from confession. Well, what do you think we come under confession? Of course, thanksgiving. Why? Thank you, Lord, that you've forgiven me. 
Thank you, Lord, that you've set me free. Thank you, Lord, that I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthened me. Thank you, Lord, that you will make a way, Lord, that even though I'm not sure how I'm gonna do this, that, and so, thank you, Lord, that you've got it. And thank you, Lord. You know, thank you, Lord, for my fridge that's got food. Thank you, Lord, for my friends. And you will just, trust me, it will just flow. By this point, you're properly warmed up and you're flowing. And you look at your watch and you think, how has 10 minutes gone already? And then you come to supplication. Now, supplication is a bit of a ye olde English word. Um, and I've heard people substitute it for the word stuff, praying for your stuff. I don't really like that because actually supplication carries with it the connotation of earnestly and humbly, which stuff doesn't. The point of supplication is that you do so earnestly and humbly, okay? Now, humble, false humility is, I don't deserve that. I'm, I'm a bad person. That's just pride in a different way, by the way. That's pride. But true humility is saying, I am his. Humility is recognizing that, that we're the created and he's the creator. And so it's in that place that we can ask God as a child would ask his father or her father. And so supplication, you know, it says in Matthew 7, 7, Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened to you. Oftentimes, you see, we don't have because we don't ask. I mean, it's in the scripture, you can read that. And so the thing about supplication is you come to this point where you've had a time of adoration and worship. You've had a time where you've confessed. And you've had a time of thanksgiving. And then you say, and Lord, you know, and because, Lord, of all those things that you've given me thus far, I ask, Lord, that you would. You know, his faithfulness in the past gives us faith for the future. You see, when you thank God first before you come with supplication, it gives you the faith to pray for the things that the Lord has laid on your heart. That's why this, this, this is why this Acts thing is, is genius. There is, a, there is a logical flow to this. It makes a lot of sense. So I would say supplication, you know, I would say one of the biggest barriers to um, this area is the, the notion that people say, well, so-and-so is more important than I am, and, you know, I can't really go to God with that. Now, God wants to hear the small things, not just the big things. He doesn't, he's not the kind of father that just wants to hear from you when you've got a major crisis. He wants to hear from you when, you know, when my children say, Daddy, can you pass me a napkin? Or, Daddy, can I have a glass of water? Why? Because in the supplication, what it's doing, you see, supplication, is it puts us in the right position with God. You see, what supplication does is it, it honors God and recognizes that he is our provider. When my children ask me things, it honors me that they know that I am their father and they get the fact that I love them. Let's not miss out on asking because it's in the asking that we worship him for who he is. It's in the asking that we recognize his great love for us. It's in the asking that we bless him. And so that's supplication, earnestly and humbly. There you go, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. And there's others. I've heard of the three R's recently. Rejoice, repent, request. That's a simple one too. That's it, I'm done. <laughs> there you go. Now, I'm gonna ask for a show of hands. Have you got something you can take away and pray in a new way? Hey, my job here is done. Who here is excited about the opportunity? Thank you.